Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Elizabeth. Yeah. You know what's ridiculous? You know what's ridiculous? I will tell you what's ridiculous. That whole food fad of, like, putting gold leaf on food. Oh, yeah, that's more than ridiculous. It's absurd. Yeah, it's that's all I have to say on it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Stop it. You know what I learned the other day is if uh, you if you get, got in your car mm-hmm. and you pointed your car straight up at the sky mm-hmm. and drove, mm-hmm. right? Like, like I do every morning. Like, yeah, let's just imagine that you have a special car that can drive like a I rocket, do. right? So uh, you're, the, you'd be surprised at what the Ford Escape can get up to. <laughs> so let's say your Ford Escape wants to really escape mm-hmm. and you drive straight up. It would take you one hour to get to space, which means it takes less time to get to space than it would to drive across L.A. Wow. Isn't that wild? Wow. Yeah. So Jeff that, Bezos, he did it. <laughs> exactly. You know, just puts his stuff into perspective. It's an hour-long <laughs> it's car hour, drive. Good Bro, job. come on, way to go. Hour-long car drive and a Ford Escape. Good job, Jeff. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess good job. Jeff. Oh, and you took uh, Captain Kirk with you? Congrats. Nice. Okay, so you know what's also ridiculous besides all that? Mm, tell me. Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippo. <laughs> Wait, what? Now, if you're wondering, cocaine hippos are not actually made of cocaine. Oh, darn it. But they were paid with it, or paid for with it, rather. They were paid in cocaine. They were paid in cocaine. They're cocaine (laughs) warriors. So if you you go online, right, and just type in the words Pablo Escobar Mm -hmm. and hippos, Mm -hmm. you'll see a bunch of headlines. And there'll be things like, Pablo Escobar, why scientists want to kill Colombia's hippos. You're like, what? What did Pablo this Escobar is, do? This is makes... like the worst Mad Libs. Right, exactly. Dude, dude, bro's been dead for almost 30 years and people are still blaming the state of Colombia on him. I mean, in this case, it, there is a direct connection. Is he so, dead? Yeah, no, he's pretty much. Unless or is he with Tupac? 
Well, he could be on the island with Tupac. Yeah. Yeah, that's maybe. A, that's a, a private f- island that he owns. That is a fun island. <laughs> a, fun, a lot of fast a, boats. A problematic island, but <laughs> super fun. Okay, so you ready for a very, very bizarre story about a group of hippos who've recently been legally determined to be people under U.S. law? (laughs) Born ready, I guess. Right? This is all the same story. Okay, our story starts in sub-Saharan Africa. Just a bunch of hippos have been minding their own, chilling in a lake in Africa when they are abducted and they're brought to New Orleans. You're like, wait, what? Well, soon after they're in New Orleans, they don't stay there long. They become part of an exotic animal zoo constructed to amuse one of the world's richest men. The infamous cocaine cartel leader. You know him. I love him. The one and only Pablo Escobar. (laughs) You know him. I love him. Good Lord. Not really, but it's more fun to say it that way. (laughs) Now, the animals that... uh, Pablo Escobar, you know, the ones that we are now collectively going to be calling cocaine hippos, (laughs) they have become this unofficial symbol of Colombia's sense of itself. It's modern post-Escobar sense of itself. And it's also kind of reminiscent of their strange and violent history. It's a way of recognizing who they are and who they are becoming, right? The cocaine hippos, they kind of represent that transition. Okay. (laughs) I swear, it it sounds wild, right? But you have to understand that Colombia is also the place that gave us magical realism of uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Mm. So having cocaine hippos be a symbol of the country is really not that far-fetched for Colombia. Okay, yeah, I can totally see that now. It is. It's an element of magical realism. Now, however, though, at the moment, the government of Colombia, they want to kill these hippos. That's not cool. Well, they also may want to castrate them. They haven't made up their mind. So (laughs) they have options. Kill or or castrate. castrate. Yeah, exactly. It's like... F. Mary Kill. <laughs> F. Mary Castrate. Yeah. I like that game. So there is a bunch of stuff that is going to be swirling around this. So there's basically Pablo Escobar, there's the Colombian government, and there's going to be the U.S. government. But there's going to be essentially a fight over, are these hippos people? So why <laughs> would people care if these cocaine hippos are people? Well, that's because... The U.S. and the Colombian government basically orphaned these hippos in their joint anti-narcotics operation to take down Pablo Escobar. Yeah. You see, the cops killed Pablo Escobar, and that left these hippos stranded in Colombia, where they have remained and really proliferated. Just, I'm talking like they happy, are, happy hippos. They are hungry, hungry. <laughs> They're horny, horny hippos. <laughs> so, you ready to hear the full story of Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos? Oh, you bet. <laughs> This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and a guaranteed 100% ridiculous. Okay, it's 1989. Mm. Forbes comes out with his list of the richest people in the world, and on that list is this ultra-wealthy Colombian named Pablo Escobar. His fortune is estimated at $30 billion at the time, which in today's money would be about $66 billion, which makes him richer than the queen at the time. Queen of England, that is. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, right? That's a lot of money. But, But, you know. Well, cocaine is a hell of a business. It sure is. Not just a hell of a drug. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's a lot of money in it, I hear. Yeah, no, it's a good one. Like, if you're looking to make money, cocaine. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would tell people. (laughs) Like, look, young people. Just major in cocaine. Yeah, just... (laughs) It's a growth industry. It's a total growth industry. Okay, so Pablo Escobar, he takes all of his cocaine profits and he buys just a ton of stuff. I'm talking, he had 
multiple ranches because you know South American men have like a thing for ranches and like the bulls and like the, the that uh, inherited Spanish legacy of what are you going to do when you're wealthy is mm-hmm. to get an estancia, a rancho, a, yeah, a hacienda, sense. right? So he wants to get his. He gets multiple ones. He also buys a private island called La Isla Grande, and on La Isla Grande he puts in La Casa Grande, which you know just means the big, big house, house, which, which is ironic. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so in this the big house he has. 300 guest rooms. So it's basically a hotel. No, you got to see this thing. Yeah, it's basically a hotel. I guess you could describe it that way, but it's like, um, I don't know, like a medieval monastery in terms of when you look at it, where it's like really long, like from the, when you look at the building, it's like white stone. It's these like, you know, oval windows. It's just like a really uh, striking. So it's like a boutique hotel. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. It's a, a boutique hotel. Something you'd find on like Montserrat or something. All right. I don't know. I've never been there. But in each of these 300 guest rooms, he's got like all gold shower heads. Oh, for 300 all gold shower heads. Gold, Most of the time they're not being used. Gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you left it right there. So now uh, let's see. He also owned uh, about, let's see, I think 15 private jets because, you mm-hmm. know, you got to move that co- cocaine and that money around. Mm-hmm. Got six helicopters, a fleet of cars because he and his brother loved to race cars. So they just had like every fast car you could name multiple times over. And three whole pairs of pants. <laughs> exactly. And two <laughs> pairs of socks because he's an efficient businessman. simple man. man. Yeah. Oh my God, you wear one, you wash one. <laughs> so Pablo Escobar, he's made this fortune smuggling cocaine into America because America loves cocaine. And now, meanwhile, he's making so much money that he is like, he's writing off $2 billion each year just to rats. Wait, the, what? To rats. The rats, because he's putting money in bags and burying it. He's putting money in, like, rooftops and hiding it up in the rafters. He's putting money everywhere he can that he thinks that the cops won't find yeah, it. Yeah, because he can't just, like, go to the bank. Exactly. He can't go to the ATM got, and just feed cash in. Yeah. He's got to launder that money before it can be used, right? So the rats... They go, oh, thanks, bro. You made us a money snack. And they would just go and eat through these bags of money. And they eat so wow. much each year that he has to write off $2 billion $2 billion with to a rats. B? Yes. I want and he's just like, rat. cool, not a problem. Just writing it off to the rats. Keep them rats happy. Wow. Right? Wow. Okay. There's still apparently, there's like all these rumors that there's Pablo Escobar's millions, or rather billions, buried all throughout Colombia. People constantly go and try to find it. And the government of Colombia has found a bunch of money in really? these like barrels because the money will rot if it's allowed. Yeah. If, it's, if you bury it, it'll most likely rot unless you do something to, you know, basically minimize the moisture. So if you can, you know, hermetically seal the money, you can have a pretty good chance that that money would still be there and not have all rotted. So they should have invested in keep a, digging it up. They should have Invested in a food saver uh, vacuum sealer. That's you know what Pablo Escobar needed you on his team. I would have been so helpful. God, he probably would still be alive. I'm kind of a logistics gal. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just say you were Pablo Escobar and you had a huge sum of billions of dollars that you'd made off of the cocaine trade. Mm-hmm. What would you want to buy? With billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you want, pretty much. I mean, obviously, right? You can do whatever you want. Now, you don't have to do something. I know you're going to think of something noble and charitable. I know. I was I'm like, could you imagine how much noble me- and charitable? Could you imagine, like, you could wipe out people's, like, medical, medical debt? debt. Uh-huh. My God, that'd yes. be so awesome. I knew where you were going like, to go with this. Or, like, student loans. Uh-huh. So let's go with something. I'll, I'll reframe the question. Mm-hmm. What would you buy or build exclusively for your enjoyment? Something that would be a selfish, guilty pleasure? Hmm. You know me. That's really hard. I know. That's why I had to reframe the question just to even get you there. Um, some custom made Adidas. 
I don't know. Well. Oh, you know what? I would, well, it's not, I can't even think, I guess, I think of like, you know, oh, you'd build like this amazing huge mansion and like, mm -hmm. so, but you, I would don't know you? if I'd populate it with like my family so that I'd have an, like enough use for the space. Otherwise it feels wasteful. I don't like wastefulness. No. So like if I, if I built like this gigantic mansion, there'd be all these rooms and I guess you could just tell people to come hang out whenever, but like <laughs> otherwise. So you would build an informal hotel. Yeah, I kind of would. But then I don't like to be around people a lot. So <laughs> what if it's just like a mansion, but with all, I don't know, not so many bedrooms, but. Mm -hmm. Like a really nice chef's kitchen. Okay. But then I'd be like, I have all this money. I could be like serving food to people who are hungry. And So you'd build Martha I mean, Stewart's I, I house but with a soup like, kitchen on the side. I sound like such a goody two-shoes jerk saying that. But I'm you. I, well, it's you honest. are. Yeah, like, you're earnest. That's who you I are. Have a hard you time, are a goody two-shoes jerk. I have a hard time spending money on myself. <laughs> I'm such a goody two-shoes jerk. You know? And so it's, I'm not being fake about no, it. I just can't think of like... I don't like waste and I don't like selfishness. And mm -hmm. so, and you know what? I'm selfish in that doing really nice stuff like that, that kind of self-sacrifice makes me feel really good. Yeah, and no, that's does, why yeah. I do it. Like not a hundred percent why I do it, but it feels really good to help someone out. And like, even if you have to give it yourself, like it's a really good feeling. So it's kind of how I get high on life. <laughs> I take it back. You would not do well in the cocaine and dare. business. I paid attention and dare. No, yeah. <laughs> I would be the worst. I'd be like, you guys should not do this. You're throwing your lives away and wasting this money. Please. Yeah. I'm talking them out of buying the cocaine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trying to get them back into schooling. Yeah. Well, Pablo Escobar was not hung up with the um, moral quandaries that you had. And <laughs> he decided to get himself something nice, which was an exotic zoo. So he's That's like, you know. That's not nice. Think of those animals. Oh. I have a big problem with, like, people not letting wild be wild. I yes. have a problem with zoos. Well, he had enough land that, as you'll hear, I, he let them go, as you would say, wildish, maybe feral. But we'll that's go feral. not where they're from. No. That's a no, difference. Like, no, not at all. Yeah, I can't like wait until the animals are just in charge and they get to do what they want and we're all gone. Oh, is there a timeline on that? Do we know that's I'm coming? working on it. Okay. I got my car running out in the driveway. I'm working on it. Yeah, because I haven't been getting the newsletter, and I would really like to hear about when that's going to happen. <laughs> the... Pablo Escobar Zoo is, I know, the unfortunate for you, going to be <laughs> sound gross and, and, and heinous for the animals. And it, it was. But it was also a beautiful place to look at if you didn't have any issues about exploitation of the animals. Yeah. So you have this, like, um, you know... Well, it, it's kind of a thing for people who have a bunch of money. Like uh, El Chapo, he had a zoo too, right? And his what? Was, he was in Guadalajara. He had a little one of those little trains, like you know, like your nephew likes to ride around on, right? <laughs> so he had one of those little trains, and he'd ride around his zoo. Just Did he wear like, a conductor head, hat? Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. So picture the head of the Sinaloa cartel riding around on his little train, like he's got like his little conductor's hat on, and he's pointing out, "Those are my, uh, my aurochs." Over well, there, it's those interesting because they want this like connect. They want to control mm -hmm. something, and they want to show excess. But then also, it's very sort of infantilizing, right? Like it's they're going back to their childhoods, and yes. you think like if you're going to abandon all sort of morality, there's mm -hmm. probably some trauma at an early age. And I have taken this away from being funny and ridiculous. <laughs> it's okay, I'm Professor Buzzkill over here. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. We're talking about murderous cartel leaders. I don't care if you psychologize them to the point that they are not funny people. They weren't funny people because to begin with. Because you know what? Hurt people hurt, hurt people. people. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> who so, hurt you, Pablo? Little Pablito, who had his, like, you know, tender heart broken at a young age that we don't know about, <laughs> he went and bought a zoo to cheer himself up and try to restore his, you know. <laughs> we bought a zoo! <laughs> he and Matt Damon got together. So, just, okay, let's, let's just uh, relieve, relieve some of the tension here. Mm-hmm. I want you to picture the zoo. I'm going to walk you up to the zoo and into it, okay? Okay. Picture it. Pablo Escobar's secret estate. You, I've led you there on this jungle path. We've arrived on a small plane, and now we're walking up to it. And you see, we are, okay, just to put you in the place, we are 90 miles east of Medellin in a land where flowers grow in abundance. And you have this land, it's, it's right basically at the equator. So there, there's almost no seasons. It's just always kind of spring-like. It's just a really, the flowers are always in blossom. That's why so many flowers grow there and mm-hmm. they get shipped around the world is because of this climate, that right? That sounds incredible. It's beautiful. The trees are filled with tropical birds, the air is warm, sweet with like the fr- the, the fruity bl- uh, smell of the blossoms of the flowers, right? It's just mm-hmm. idyllic, you know, Did a, a little happier. Did we fly there on a seaplane and were you wearing short shorts like Magnum P.I.? Baby, you know it. Are you kidding me? Okay. Come on now. I got on the Hawaiian shirt, the short shorts. <laughs> so. Robust mustache. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, I just need this for my mental picture. All right. Thing. So yeah, keep picturing that. So we come up to the Estancia, the ranch, right? in front of you. As you approach, as we approach, you see a small airplane. It's on top of a a gate, you know, and this gate is like one of those South American styles where it's just a a U, right? Mm, Okay. Into the ground. So at that gate, there's a Piper Super Cub. And a Piper Super Cub is a small plane like a Cessna, Mm -hmm. and it is balanced there. And this plane is a replica of Pablo Escobar's first plane that he used to smuggle cocaine into the U.S. (laughs) Right? He's watching the memories. Yes, exactly. This started it all. <laughs> what you're about to see, the wonders before you all started with this plane. <laughs> okay, so Pablo, he has this overarching, like basically catchphrase he's known for Plato o plomo, right? And that means silver or lead. Right? Oh, ouch. Yeah, exactly. And that is the attitude that has afforded all of this decadence. So we're going to keep that in mind. But this place that Pablo has named Hacienda Napoles, the Naples estate, is designed to look like a 16th century uh, like ranch house that is built by the conquistadors, or would have been built by the conquistadors. And his zoo is part of this ranch. So he's got this beautiful conquistador-style home, all of these animals, and in the sense that this is something that is designed to be, in, be impressive. It's supposed to impress, obviously, his underlings, but anybody who comes there, any of his cocaine associates, they're supposed to tell them, I have the power of the state. Because typically, who has zoos? The state. Only yeah, the state yeah. has zoos. Well, with, with my man, Escobar, he's like, look, I want people to know through my exotic animals that I, too, can keep a life alive, exotic life where it shouldn't be, mm. which is essentially what a zoo is, right? Yeah. Now, his collection of animals starts with that one singular desire. And we'll take a quick break, and I will tell you about what his collection looks like and how and why it included the cocaine hippos. I cannot wait. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. 
Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Today I'm gonna to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from ATT Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. ATT Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit ATT.com slash hypergig for details. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Okay, now you're ready to hear about Pablo Escobar Zoo. We've gotten you to the gates. We've told you about the animals, but now we're going to see them and meet them. You ready? Yes. Okay. Picture ostriches running loose on the Colombian plain. Picture giraffes gathered by the tropical trees. Picture elephants just off into the distance. Antelopes running in herds. All kinds of exotic birds. Peacocks, various other exotic birds. All armed with semi-automatic weapons. Yes, because they got to keep Pablo safe. Yeah. And then there are also dinosaur statues, but the dinosaur statues were built from real dinosaur bones. So they're just dinosaurs. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) And then he had, like, also a statuary garden with, like, these giant octopuses doing, like, weird octopus dance stuff. He was into art. I want to go to a a natural history museum and be like, I love your dinosaur statues. (laughs) Like, no, that's an actual dinosaur. This is a beautiful statue. Well, I mean, statues, like, he'd skinned, like, he'd covered them in, like, a physical... Oh, he put... uh, Yeah, like, he skinned the dinosaur and put his bones up. So the bones, you couldn't see them all. Like, they're, like, in there. (laughs) So it's like, it's got like a foam Yeah, and it's exactly. Latex. It's made to look like a dinosaur, but it has real dinosaur bones. Now, did he put the feathers on it like they're supposed to have had? I don't know if he was that accurate. I don't think Probably he was. Because I don't not. even know that if we knew. Actually, no, because the Jurassic all, Park would have been coming out right. So the research probably would have been out there. They're all coked up making dinosaurs. 
Yeah, just too doing, busy. Yeah, with arts and crafts and with some like cocaine. A single like trickle of blood coming out of one nostril. <laughs> Are they That's in the on, the di- movie? About on the dinosaur. On the dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dinosaurs all have one long coke nail. Just one long And one. like s- necklaces with tiny spoons. Yeah, little thing. I'm the, showing how old I am with like the. Oh, you're like late 70s, early late 80s 70s. cocaine references. <laughs> totally. As a child, that's what I was. Yeah. Start talking about Frank Serpico and the dirty New York police. <laughs> so, uh, now amongst these uh, exotic animals of Pablo Escobar, there were the aforementioned cocaine hippos. <laughs> Now, they'd started out, there were four of them at the start. That's who he got. When he got those hippos from New Orleans, there were four of them, right? Mm-hmm. There were three females, one male. So he adds them to his zoo, and then, boom, 1993 comes around. Pablito gets gunned down by the Colombian government, and now we've got these stranded hippos. But the hippos have been humping and eating and producing poop at an extraordinary amount. And so now they have just basically started to take over their environment, their little, you know, micro-environment, and they have started to change it. They have spread from the lake where they started into the local rivers, and they are now in four different lakes, and then they start to range. The hippos, like, they get so bad that they actually spread out to, now you'll find them, like, 150 miles away. What? Yeah, and they're nocturnal. So the hippos are charging through Columbia at night. So that means they can't they're be like wandering tip-toeing. around. They're walking on their tip-toeing. hind legs, <laughs> it's like sneaking a Disney around under cover of darkness. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the reason why they were there is the Colombian government, when they killed Pablo, they went and they seized up all the other animals, right? They mm-hmm. take the elephants, the giraffes. They're like, hey, uh, Bogota Zoo, you want yeah, this? They they're like, oh, stock, bring them on through. They their own zoos. Yeah, but they're like, they're like, they could get any takers for the hippos. You're like, no, no I, I'm, I'm good on hippos. No, we're good. <laughs> Plus, it, it's a pain to move them. They're heavy. You can't tranquilize them easy. So they're like, you know. And they're also hungry, hungry. Exactly. So they're like, Colombian government's like, you know what? Let's just leave them here. They'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll die, you know, because the nature will take care of it. We don't have to do it. Anything. Wow. Well, they were wrong. The, <laughs> the hippos were like, man, y'all didn't even know how much we love Colombia. Oh, son, y'all messed up now. They're, They're like, like we what? are 30% cocaine. <laughs> exactly. You can't stop us. <laughs> Pablo picked us for re- good reasons. <laughs> so here's the, the actual scientific reasons why Pablo uh, did them a solid is, one, Colombia's wetlands have no natural predators for a hippo. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Nothing's going to yeah. kill them except for old age. Two, the weather is ideal. And by, it's not because like, they like, you know, the the uh, springtime weather that you responded to. It's that they don't have droughts in Colombia like yeah. they do in sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. So you don't have to deal with that wet season, dry season stuff. They just have constant water, which means constant food and constant humping. So they're just sitting there. Yeah. Eating, humping, sleeping all the time. And a female can like within like, uh, you know, I think it's. Four, four and a half years or seven years, they can start, I think it's seven years actually, they can start making babies. So what that means is basically once these hippos started going, every, once they reach puberty. Yeah, hippo puberty. <laughs> they start basically knocking, even though they're all one genetic population, you know, but because there were the three females and the one male, they, I guess there's enough variety that they've been very successful. So they've just been making incestuous hippos for decades now, and they're up to about 120. So they're just out there knocking boots. Yeah. Well, they love, you know, they got water, they got food. So What's the, you don't know offhand what the gestation period is. The gestation period for a hippo? I do not. It's probably long. I, I would imagine it's long only because they are of the same family of whales, and whales have a really long gestation period. So I'm just guessing. It's I don't know. Genus Biggins. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they are uh, pigs and and uh, what do you call it? pigs and whales were have a common ancestor with the hippo, which is like this ruminata uh, group, and then they go into the water and then they become fully aquatic as whales and become cetaceans, and mm. then the hippo stays semi aquatic and yeah. it keeps its toes essentially a dually, a exactly. <laughs> So these these uh, cocaine hippos, they're you know just rocking off in Colombia, doing super well. But this is bad for Colombia's other wildlife, namely yeah, yeah. because of how much the hippos poop. The <laughs> hippos, and this, I know it sounds like a joke, right? But it's like hippos, their poop is turns out to be a, a really bad anaerobic problem. It basically pulls oxygen out of the water. Right. So the available oxygen for the fish is not there. So that means fewer fish. And then fewer fish means fewer otters. And then also fewer manatees. So these hippos are threatening to basically kill manatees. That's not cool. Right? Everyone loves manatees. And like people are like, bro, come on now. Like, what's up with these cocaine hippos? And they're hippo crap. And exactly. The manatees are like, you know, these super gentle sea cows. And everyone's like, oh, y'all like the new one, huh? Y'all about that new model, huh? We're just over here. But what would you, by the way, just, you know, offhandedly. Sure. Cocaine hippos. I keep saying the term. What would you affix cocaine to? What animal would you put cocaine in front of if you had a choice? (sighs) Cocaine. What's something that's like, I think it would be, are you talking about? For comedic effect or like in, in real life? No, I don't think in real life. <laughs> this is like, you know, it's a nickname that's uh, associative to Pablo Escobar. I just mean like, what would be a funny animal to refer to as a cocaine this, a cocaine that? Like the cocaine aardvark. I like think a would cocaine just be fun. hamster? Cocaine hamster, cocaine armadillo. Like, will not get off the hamster wheel. <laughs> I think that is just cocaine. He's all totally cool, totally cool. Like <laughs> he running. just described cocaine habit. Like anyone who likes coke, <laughs> cocaine hamster. Yeah, that's the new name for people. You see some, you see someone all tooted up. You're like, look at that cocaine Total hamster. Total cocaine hamster over there. Mm-hmm. And then we shorten it and we just refer to them as hamsters. Mm. How will we know which ones are which though? Well, because if I, if, if I'm at like a rock and roll show mm-hmm. and I come out of the bathroom and I go, there's a bunch of hamsters in there. I would know immediately sharing what you meant. A, sharing a stall and I hear some snorts. You're not going to be like literal hamsters. You're like, oh my God, what? <laughs> Why is there a hobbit trail in there? Is it broken? Did they escape? This club has a hobbit trail that runs all through the bathroom system. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so I think that, Zarin, context clues. <laughs> context clues. Okay, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. So how about this? A more serious question. Mm-hmm. What would you do with a fast growing population of cocaine hippos and you had to get rid of them? Organize them in a revolt. <laughs> Have them lead themselves out of their exploitation. Completely. Break the like chains. Take over the cities. <laughs> yeah, if I had to get rid of them, I don't know. It's not my it's not my business. <laughs> Well, the government of Colombia has been taking that approach for a while. And they've tried recently a more uh, hands-on approach. So basically, for the longest time, they just blamed Pablo Escobar. They're like, oh, it's Pablo's hippos. Anything that they do, that's Pablo's. But then that didn't work <laughs> after a like, while. Because, like, dead. Yeah, exactly. After when they got to, like, 10, 15 years later, the people were like, bro, those are not Pablo's hippos anymore. <laughs> I mean, they are, but y'all have been letting them wild out. So. Those are the descendants of Pablo's hippos. Exactly. Pablo never even met any of these hippos. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Colombians are like, okay, well, we can go through some options. And so they basically have tried most of the options you would think of. So let's start with a couple of them, right? Like you got this invasive species and you're like, well, 
well, how do we get rid of them? Well, we brought them here. We could just send them back. So the first idea is the old idea. Send them back to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and that one, the old idea. <laughs> that one met with about the same response as the first time they tried it. Well, because the thing is. Everyone's it's like, like, that'll be too expensive. How are we going to do that? We, we want to do it, but how are we going to do it? It's like a whole nightmare. On the hippo star line. Yeah, exactly. The black hippo star <laughs> like, line. The thing is, it's like. Those those dudes, those hippos aren't from Africa. Yeah, exactly. Not anymore. Yeah, so it's like... Y'all got some South American hippos. I don't mm-hmm. know what to tell they y'all. They speak Spanish yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> well, then, the other issue is that the Colombian government has had to start to solve this problem because now the cartel is smuggling these baby hippos. They go and abduct the baby hippos and smuggle them out of Colombia. <laughs> so is, the cycle has come full circle. The these? cartel is now, they're selling them overseas to whoever wants a baby hippo. They're like, we got some baby hippos. What y'all need? Billionaires who yeah. have too much money. Yeah. And they're like, what can I put in my palatial estate? And they're like, I how know. about a baby hippo? Hippos. You know, like, so people are like, yeah, hey, I know somebody. I can hook you up with that. You want to go on a kilo and two baby hippos. Like cool, the ki- cool. Their kid gets a hippo for its fourth birthday, and the kid's <laughs> exactly. riding a hippo on the grass until it loses interest. And they're like, "You did you feed the hippo today? Yeah, where's your where's your hippo, Becky? I did promise, you go? If you get me a hippo, I promise I'll take care of it. <laughs> and then they and then don't. the hippo because hippos are violent. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, they kill. Snaps that kid in half. Yeah, they'll learn. They you. kill more than any other wildlife in Africa. That includes the king cobra, the lion, the elephants, rhinos, all those hyena. None of them get close to how many of the hippos. Hippos just will snap your neck. So proud of them. <laughs> So there have been some other approaches the Colombian government has come up with. One of them was uh, the always the old-fashioned, well, we could eat them. (laughs) Because, well, this this was was a real thing. This came up. And basically, this this hippo died of semi-natural causes. Wait, semi-natural causes? Semi-natural causes. Was he, like, bullied to suicide? (laughs) No. He ran into an electrified fence and died. Oh, (laughs) God! So it was, like half cooked and that like, is not semi-natural causes well, because it is semi-natural because no one actively killed the hippo the hippo the hippo wandered into a kill environment i don't know what to tell you but it's not natural because it's no, not like there's there no are, natural, are natural electrified fences yes, like eels true. get together and like hang from trees just to like screw with people <laughs> like let somebody come through yeah. come through come through come on son. <laughs> it's like a hazing thing in the jungle of these Okay, well, so we'll so, call it we'll call it a negligent death. Okay, a negligent homicide death <laughs> of this hippo occurred. Hippo and, slaughter, not and the locals were like, "Well, it's it's already kind of cooked. What what do you think it tastes like?" So they divided it up, and then they like you know portioned it up amongst each other, and they went to town. They were like, "That's some good hippo <laughs> meat." I mean, if another one comes through here and it gets killed on Bob's fence, it's mm. like when you're driving down the street and your windows are down and you smell someone barbecuing. Yeah, you're like ooh, hey, that mm, smells good. That smells really good. Should I go and pretend I'm a relative? That was the neighbors with hippo. They were like, <laughs> they're like, what? Ooh, that kind of hmm. it's got some real little that pop. Hits, little, that hits a little different. Yeah, it kind of comes up to the nose and says hello. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> so this they they the Colombian government's like, hey, is this, is this something we can do? We heard some locals that were eating some electrified uh, hippo meat. Is that something we could like push off on the people? And the biologist is like, well, yeah. I mean, there's a high fat content. It could probably marble well. Maybe if you paired it with local spices, it could be a really good meal. 
Well, Which, did you, I'm not sure. Do you remember when Louisiana tried to do this with Nutria with that giant oh, yeah, beaver rat? And they're yeah. like, okay, people, we tried to get you to <laughs> shoot them and you wouldn't do that. What if you just eat them? Let's come up with some recipes, people. And they just, like put out a state like t- a cookbook for Nutria. Nibble on them tiny little reels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get some of that rib meat. Work real hard it's for like it. A, it's sort of like a Cornish game hen, a Louisiana game hen. <laughs> Louisiana game hen. <laughs> well, you're good at cooking. How would you prepare a hippo? Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's, in my mind, because I, I, you said there's like a high fat content. Oh, uh-huh, well, that's what I'm assuming. But yeah, I don't believe it's like marbled. Said. You probably have to get through a fat layer. Yeah, I imagine it's it's more like uh, whales where you have like blubber or it's a condensed fat. Well, I mean, then I'll use the techniques I use when cooking whale. Yeah, okay. Then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bet you could get like a hippo steak somehow, like get some sort of, because they're strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, very, they're very violent. strong. Yeah. So you get you tap into that muscle. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would be gamey though? Oh, probably. And I don't know if it if it's something that you kind of got to like stew to soften. Oh up. yeah, got to tenderize it probably. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know any of these things. But I'm just making this stuff up. Hippo tacos. Hippo tacos. You know, I can make anything into a taco. <laughs> that is true. I've That's said that one about of my you. Talents. The people are like, what is Elizabeth like? Well, she can make <laughs> anything into a taco. And she loves the television show Nine One One. Yeah, those are that's pretty much all I said. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. That's full stop. That's my autobiography. Right there. <laughs> so, Columbia is like, um, well, uh, we tried all these different approaches. Well, we could always do the old, old, you know, standby, just shoot them. We could just go out and hunt them and shoot them. And the people are like, bro, bro, you're gonna let God sort them out? That is not the approach. They're like, well, hear us out. So <laughs> when they had a like this rampaging hippo going around in the rural backcountry. The locals were like, help us, help us. We got this hippo just rampaging in the backcountry. And the Colombian government's like, okay, we got you, son. We'll send out, like, the kill team. So they send out the U- like the uh, army. And the army goes out there, you know, AK-47s, the whole bit. And uh, they hunt down this hippo. They kill it. And then they make the mistake of taking a picture with it. Selfie. Yep. They, the whole group. There's, like, you can find this picture of Pepe the hippo, dead, surrounded by Colombian army folks all smiling. And when that photo hit the uh, internet, what do you think happened? Angry. Yes. (laughs) So a bunch of people got pissed. And it was so bad that the uh, Colombians protested. It was an international incident online. The Colombian people, they went down and protested in front of the environmental ministry in Bogota. They're like, y'all can't do this to Pepe and any of the other hippos. This is not going to be cool. People are like, oh, well, okay. Well, I guess we can't send them back to Africa. We can't eat them. We can't shoot them. What are we going to do? Marry them. No. Good guess, though. (laughs) They came up with the last one. Okay. Castrate them. Ouch. <laughs> exactly. You don't even have testing. No. <laughs> so I will explain to you after this short break how the answer of castration also is failing. Okay. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, Time ends. Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So if I had to ask you, Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. why do you think it would be difficult to castrate a hippo? (laughs) Well, it's like they're do they have 4-H? Oh, like the 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 I don't know what the the 4-H agricultural club. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like home home hearth harvest hippo. Yeah, I think that's it. They have 4-H and like they teach the kids to wrestle down the hippos and. Lop, I don't think so, no. their nuts off? No, I don't, I don't think they have that. I don't. I, I would imagine that it's, well, again, I'm going to go back to the angry, angry hippo. Yes, good call. They're like, a very big animal, and they're very angry, so that is a good read. And they don't have, like, rodeo pens in the nope. rivers where they, you can. They live in lakes. Hmm. So you got to get them out of the lake. I don't know. You know what? Why don't you tell me? <laughs> well, these are all, you pretty much nailed the basics ones. Big animal. Mean animal or can be mean when confronted, or mm-hmm. it's a territorial animal. When you mm-hmm. get into their territory, they act that way. And then lives in muddy water. So how are you going to get? Are you going to get in there with the water and put a, like a strap underneath them and helicopter them out? You're going to get in there with a tractor and drag them out. You have to give to the animal, right? So they're like, well, that's difficult. But then there's something even more difficult. Great. Okay. Hippos are sexually dimorphic. They're the what now? Yeah. Sexually dimorphic means you can't tell a male hippo from a female hippo. A hippo is essentially a genderless animal. Like a Ken doll? No, no, not like that. <laughs> it's not smooth front. <laughs> but it turns out it is. It's like they, they have, like, you know, the, the actual sexes. There are male and female hippos, yeah, of course. Yeah, I was going to say, okay. But, so. you, but looking at them, there are no, there's no descended genitalia. There is no coloration difference. There's no size difference. They look identical. And their genitals, you cannot 
parse from looking at them as if it's male or female because so it looks like a smooth Ken doll when you look well, down there yeah, for but a everybody. Lot of, a lot. Well, okay, I got, I'll <laughs> give that to you. A hippo looks like a smooth Ken doll. I'll give you that one. points. <laughs> That's kind of cute that there's no difference. Yeah, no, right? They're but the only genderless. This, not the only, but they yeah, are a genderless. But like, animal. Okay, not to be indelicate, uh-huh. but like, how do they? How do they do their? Uh, reproductive business their muddy business how do they go digging so what <laughs> happens is the, apparently the gonads the testes of a male hippo are up in the body like up like ovaries they are like way up high in the body so if you're going to try to find those you can't reach them but the penis is going to be able to get out and you know do all the business you want for like a sexual interaction between you and miss hippo so they're like innies everybody's in yeah it's like a, it's kind of like a dog where the, the penis comes out but like a lot of animals they have a penis bone so that kind of like helps it pop out yeah. like human beings we don't have a penis bone we have like a ligament and some blood pressure to make our penis mm-hmm. work but theirs when they get excited you know pops it's like, out it's like one of those birthday party horns are you hippo penis <laughs> <laughs> So, and I don't know if they're like horses where they're like huge and hung or if they're like, you know, smaller animals, but they have, uh, like, if you look at like a boar, a pig, their close relative, you'll Mm -hmm. see the the balls from behind, right? Mm -hmm. Not the case for the hippos. So if you're trying to castrate them and you can't find the gonads, that makes it extra difficult. So You have to tranquilize them and then do like surgery. And then if you now, let's say you have this tranquilized hippo, which is, by the way, a very difficult animal to tranquilize (laughs) because it's so thick and so heavy and they don't know how much to give it. Thick, T-H-I-C-C. Oh, double C thick, baby. That hippo thick. But uh, <laughs> so the, these thick hippos that you can't tranquilize, they will get angry if they wake up in the middle of the surgery and uh, you've got yeah. like your hand all up on their gonads that are up in their body cavity. Well, so, aren't there other there ways problems. to sterilize them? Good question. There actually are. Oh. Chemical castration. Okay. So chemical castration means you put the sterilizing agent into their food. Yeah. And yeah. if you do that, then you just have to put the food out. They eat the food. The food gets them sterilized. Sure. Or you can do the other way, which is basically you put the food in a pen. They come up to the pen. You don't close the door. They eat the food. They leave. You put the food in the pen. They come up to the pen. They don't close the door. Eventually, you close the door, and then you tranquilize them in the pen. That's the other approach. Oh, okay. So you got two approaches. You can either you know feed them something, or you can go up and tranquilize them after tricking them. Yeah, so, yeah. Now, the big deal with that is, is it costs about $50,000 to try to do most of these efforts I've described. So the cheapest approach is to turn to the Americans who have offered up free sterilizing agents that the Department of Agriculture invented. They're like, hey, bro, we got this for you. So we're like, this will be cheap and easy. You just give the hippos this. But people you know, around the world, animal rights activists, hippo lovers united, they're like, you can't do that to the hippos. And remember, the people of Colombia, they see it as like a national emblem. So they don't want these hippos mistreated. So, and also... The hippos themselves, you know, they are a charming animal. They're, even though they are really aggressive, people don't think of them that way. They think of them in the Disney terms of mm-hmm. being like in the tutus and dancing. A hippo is this, it's not seen as an aggressor. So people yeah. aren't siding with the manatees in this issue. You would think that the animal rights activists would be able to make the case, but right. nope. They're like, save the hippos. So people are like, well, why, well how are we going to save these hippos? And people, uh, animal rights activists are like, I've got it. We'll turn hippos into people. Oh, well, not exactly, okay, like, not like scientifically into people, yeah. just legally into people. Because if you want to castrate them, 
chemically, mm-hmm. and you're going to use this weird go- so you U- U.S. government sterilizing, agent, <laughs> sterilizing agent. No, he don't just put them on like the Megan's list or Emily's list. <laughs> Emily's no. list. <laughs> so instead, what happens is they they take these uh, hippos and they give them personhood, right? And the reason why to do that is just so- like corporations. Exactly. So now hippos and corporations all have more legal rights than I do. I love this. <laughs> so the hippos, they this this drug that they're trying to give them, right, is called um, gonacon, like like, <laughs> gona, like gonads, but like not gonads, like gonacon, right? So like like G O N A C O N. Yes, gonacon. 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 Like. Like, Comic-Con. Comic-Con for gonads. Yeah. So this stuff I is, will not attend that. It's been, it's been designated to be not good for hippos because <laughs> it's, it's for like, you know, uh, I don't know, like elk and horses and native North American wildlife. So people are like, this is not designed for hippos. So the animal rights activists are like, you can't do that. And Columbia's like, well, we got these free drugs. So we're thinking about doing it. So they give the hippos, they go to court, they file a lawsuit. So these like animal rights activists, they file lawsuits and they've been doing this for a while. Like there's one guy, uh, Luis Domingo Gomez Maldonado. He's been like really key in leading the fight. So by giving these animals personhood, then they have to be respected and they have to be treated humanely. That's Mm -hmm. the whole point, right? So that's kind of neat. But this idea is based on the, this idea of giving them personhood is based on a larger environmental approach that has been very successful. Australia has given personhood to rivers. The Colombians oh, yeah. have given personhood to parts of the Amazon basin, yeah, like the Amazon yeah. rainforest. So this is actually an expanding model. So these these cocaine hippos may like, signal the forefront of a new legal fight that we can possibly save things we love on this planet and maybe even save things like rivers and trees by treating them humanely like people. So ultimately, this could be a very helpful step along the way for us all living better. So we maybe owe a debt of gratitude to these cocaine hippos for making us treat each other and animals more humanely. And they too can go into bankruptcy over an ambulance ride. Exactly. (laughs) So now that uh, Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos are legally considered people under American law, and uh, which was the court case that was like in the news recently, we have the the standpoint to work with. But what I want to know is if you could give and grant personhood to any animal, which animal would you pick? Uh, bears and wolves. Bears and wolves. To save them or just because you'd want them to be able to like chill in places with you? I want them to be able to like go to school and better themselves. Now I want to hang out with them. No, protect them. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah. I think I think the idea of person is actually a really cool idea. I was talking to an indigenous activist from Australia about this, and that's where I first learned that they turned a river into a person. That's it's really like cool. what? That sounded silly at first, but really, it's kind of genius under yeah. our, our construction of law. Yeah, it, I mean, it is, but it's also it's difficult to get your head around in terms of like the definition of personhood yeah. and the idea of will and it's ridiculous action. Oh, I see what <laughs> you, you see did, how I did there. that? Brought it around. <gasps> Ridiculous. Yeah. But there was also one other thing I got to tell you that I learned while I was researching about these hippos. Yeah. There was something called the American Hippo Bill. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's just as fun as it sounds. In 1910, <laughs> there's this representative down from Louisiana. He's like, you know what we need to do to save America? Bring us over some hippos. So everyone's like, what? What is this dude talking about? Why is he even in Congress? Well, and how prescient that the... the 
Louisiana yeah. is going to be supplying right? and the, later on, the Coke hippos. Way to bring it around. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so <laughs> these, uh, this bill is put forward, the American Hippo Bill. It hits the floor of Congress, and the bill is, quote, will authorize the importation and release of hippopotamuses into the bayous of Louisiana. Huh. Now, why would they want to release hippos into the bayous of Louisiana? It wasn't to fight gators, if that's what you were thinking. Yeah. It was to eat this, like, unwanted uh, plant that was clogging up the waterway. So they're like, if we can get it to eat that plant, and then, you know what we can do next? We can eat the hippos. So they're like, fight invasive species with invasive species. Yeah, and then we'll eat the invasive species. We'll Problem eat- solved. Oh, and the reason why they came up with this idea is because they needed meat. So yeah. that's how they tried to get it, right? So they put this, there's a huge push. And I'm talking about Washington Post is writing about this. New York Times is writing about this. Teddy Roosevelt is a huge fan. He's out there. He's just left the presidency. So mm-hmm. he's like still a major figure in 1910. And he's sitting there going around, you know, America needs what he calls, by the way, Lake Cow Bacon. That was Lake Cow Bacon. Yeah, that was part of the like sales campaign to make it like a hip thing. We need to eat oh, hippos. He's playing Lake up cow on the bacon. fatty content. Yeah, exactly. It'd be delicious fried meat. Up Just in a smoke pram. that stuff on an electric fence. I'm telling you, boy, howdy. <laughs> Get you some eels. And keep in mind, this American hippo bill, it almost passed. In the end, we were just a few votes shy of America's adding late cow bacon to all of our diets. Oh, my God. It would have been like in school lunches. Yeah, exactly. Like, instead of like, like pepperoni pizza on Friday, it's hippo pizza. And then you'd have pita dressing up like hippos. and Oh, yeah. Laying around in front of a Whole Foods screaming <laughs> at people. <laughs> So, what do you think is our ridiculous takeaway for the cocaine hippo story? Ooh-wee. I think our ridiculous takeaway is that if you feel the impulse to show out and show off, Mm -hmm. think about what the ramifications of those actions may be. So, if it involves another living thing Mm -hmm. that you're treating as just an object— it's probably not a good idea. So if you want to like flex on everyone and be like, I got hippos, I got dinosaur bones. Come on now. Like, you know, think about the long-term effects. You got to plan. You got to think forward. Mm-hmm. Like Otherwise, that. you know what you are? Hmm. Ridiculous. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> I think uh, my ridiculous takeaway is, look, if you take something out of Africa and then it does somewhere else, does really well somewhere else, don't get mad at us. <laughs> Well, thank Truth. you. <laughs> right? I'm just I'm just saying it plain. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. I'm Elizabeth Dutton. I'm Saren Burnett. I just love that. I don't know why it's so dumb. <laughs> you can find us online at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. If you got a tip for us about a ridiculous crime you'd like to hear about, hit us up. If you want to confess to one, definitely hit us up. Email us at ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. Sounds good. See you around. And uh, we'll be back next time with more Ridiculous Crimes. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett, produced and edited by the chief game warden, Dave Couston, researched by our resident big game fact hunter, Marissa Brown. The theme song is by Don Carlos Thomas Lee and Travis El Papo Dutton. Executive producers are Ben, who wants some late cow bacon, Bolin, and Noel, Sammy some hippo steaks, Brown. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.